Strange Talk with Doc here. Who we got calling in? Ned Boy. Ned, okay, you didn't show up as yourself for once. Oh, that's weird. Yeah, you came over as unknown caller. I usually see that good old 212. Oh, that's weird. I, got, I ain't got a private number. <laughs> well, you know what? It don't mean nothing. You're there. I'm here saying hello to the people. Like I said, this is Strange Talk with Doc. I'm your host, Doc, and that is Ned Boy on the phone right there with me. And before we start, Ned, I want to say rest in peace to Reverend Dr. C.T. Vivian, who passed away at the age of 90, an icon, a civil rights leader, and definitely to the 5th Congressional District Representative John R. Lewis, who passed away at the age of 80, to pancreatic cancer. I mean, these men fought against Jim Crow in the Deep South. Uh, this young man, Mr. Lewis, made it all the way to Congress. Highly respected. I have nothing but love and respect for them, and I hope that they sleep in paradise. Their job here on this planet is now done, but they did a good job. And that's all you could ever ask for a person is they do a good job here on earth while they are alive. Definitely. Now I, I want to go a little off base today. There's some things I want to talk about that are not normal things that we always, but I want to be lighter. I, I've been weighed down by a lot of the shit that's going on in the world. Not that I'm going to totally ignore Trump. I'm not going to totally ignore uh coronavirus, but I don't want them to be the focus today. I want to, I want to talk about some things that are going on in my life. I want to talk about Instagram. I want to talk about God. I want to talk about the code of celebrity. I want to talk about meditation. I want to talk about my OCDs and I want to talk about Tiger Woods. And I'll get to that story. You've heard that story, but I've like an onion. There was other layers. I had my wife rolling on the floor the other day me telling her about something that I didn't realize in my Tiger Woods story into the other day. And when I realized it, it made me so sad that I got upset. <laughs> you know, I got very upset. Um, I got upset with myself. I got upset with the circumstances. But it's going to be a very quick story. When I get to it, it's going to take two minutes time. Trust me, I'm not going to bore you with it. Hopefully you'll laugh. You'll laugh at my pain. You know, so Corona, man, I don't know what your feelings are about your child going back to school, but, you know, worldwide, we got 14.1 million cases, 598,000 deaths, U.S., 3.7 million cases and 136 plus thousand deaths. So how do you feel about your seed going back to school? Uh Or what's the deal with that? We don't know right now. Now they're talking. They've been talking about uh, you get to choose the three days a week, which I think will be like Monday, Wednesday, Friday, or home not homeschool, virtual school for the entire year. And most mm. people got to decide before school begins, like a month before school begins. I'm like, well, that doesn't really make sense because they have to decide so early for us. We haven't really discussed it. I would prefer the alternate days because I know that for what she goes to a school that's really good, and she, 
I feel like she learns better being in the classroom, but her school is also not like a regular public school that overcrowds the class. There may be only 20 students in her class, and I'm pretty sure at that time, if school begins, it will probably go down to 10. So if I were going to the school, they just need to figure out what to do with the high school because her school goes to K through 12, so you don't want too much intermingling with the kids that's above the sixth grade level. So if they okay, can figure that this, out, then I can make a decision. They uh, Will the kids be, since it's three days, will they be staggered? Like, will there be other kids going, like, the other two days? The off um, two days? No, from what I hear, from what I hear um, if you, you get one choice, either you go three days or you go, or you do straight homeschool, I mean virtual school. So I think it's for the teachers to only come in for the three days. Okay. You know what? I You just explained something to me that I've never heard before in my life because I was not uh, involved with a schooling system like that. But I think it's kind of cool that young kids, as long as they're safe, are learning to intermingle with older children. Yeah. You know, I, I went to the classic. First to fifth. Then junior high school was sixth to seventh, which was a whole nother school. And then seventh and eighth grade, which was junior high, was a whole nother school. So we were never really with people anything under like a, a age above or age below. So 10-year-olds really didn't know how to co-mingle with 13-year-olds and, yeah, you know, right. stuff like that. I, I think that's pretty cool if it's a safe environment for the children. Yes. Definitely is. It's one of the top schools in the city, and they and they have the older kids come down and talk to the younger kids sometimes. The high school and the elementary is kind of separate, but they share same one of the same uh, floors, so it's a lot of interaction that way. And some of the kids are like tutors and um, tutors, babysitters, and um, class reps. Okay, that mean like I said, I think that's a I think that's a wonderful thing. I think that that's a beautiful thing because we, the intermingling, and you know, I um, I want to get to this now. I, this week, I posted something, and all I posted in that was a picture of Nick Cannon, and my Instagram went ape shit for two days. I mean, literally was it went bots, crazy. You think, or, or, or trolls? It was fighters. Threateners, your fucking coon doc, uh, your piece of shit doc. Uh, one dude was to the point where he tried to physically threaten me, and I asked him directly, could you please explain in detail, full detail, what do you mean by shit is going to go left for me? Tell me. You, you're an internet tough guy. Explain yourself. My thing was this. My viewpoint was he should have had somebody in that room with him who knew better than him, not somebody who was going to egg him on like this Professor Griff guy, somebody who could bring him back down to earth so he doesn't harm himself because he was well uninformed. I mean, he was so uninformed. And the thing was, the very next day when he made the apology, the same people that were screaming and hollering at me disappeared. Because they had no ground to stand on, and they could not tell me 
I was right from the get-go because I was like, he's going to apologize for these statements, dudes. I don't know why y'all getting so up in arms. And see, this is the I thing think, that gets me, Matt. No, go ahead. I want to hear you. Say, they probably was based off of his initial apology that day when he went off against Viacom. And then he walked it mm-hmm. back the next day. So, you know, people don't give themselves time to um, simmer before they just post something. See, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a calculated person. Anybody that could hear me, I'll tell you now, Doc is super calculated. I've been calculated my whole life. I don't, Ned has known me for a while. Ned has worked right, sitting right next to me. I don't usually just fly off and say shit that I don't mean because then now I got to live with it. And I just don't live my life that way. I'm, I'm just not that type of person. And, but this cult of celebrity well, you can't say one fucking word. You better not say one word about anybody who has celebrity status. Oh, and then I also took a two-day beating because of Farrakhan. So I get all these Nation of Islam type fake brothers. And I'm going to tell you now, dudes, I hope you're listening. Because some of you I know are listening because y'all did not stop going to my page all fucking week, commenting back and forth. And then some of them, by the end of the week, were asking me for advice. Why do I feel the way I do? First, it went from fire angry, like I'm the worst man who has ever lived because I said, you know what? You do have to be careful if you fuck around with Farrakhan because it's perception. I didn't say it's right or wrong. I just said how it's perceived. See, Ice Cube don't give a fuck. Ice Cube don't give a fuck. (laughs) And first of all, he and I like that to. he's going on talk shows to start tomorrow to defend himself. Okay, see, he doesn't give a fuck. He doesn't have to kiss a Disney ass per se, like a lot of these other people. So if you can stand on your shield, if you can pull out your sword and stand on your shield, I'm a hundred percent for you. But don't be fake ass, you know. Tomorrow, uh, oh man, I'm so sorry. No, because I've come on Strange Talk and said sorry many a times. It's because I had wrong information. And if I was wrong, I correct myself. I'm mad enough to correct myself. But this cold of celebrity that says... I also think if you sit down and you're talking about a topic that you're not 100% sure about, or maybe you think you're sure about, maybe you should cite your sources. Because, you know, some people just go to YouTube. And we talked about this, I think, last week. They just go to believe anything. One video pop up, they believe what that person said, and then they run with it. Yeah, this is this, no this is the society we live in. Yeah. yeah, it's a to me it's insane, and I I'm not usually one to debate with people back and forth on Instagram. I tell them, tell them all the time. Listen, I have a podcast. That's where I you can call in a debate. So one guy, I had to publicly shame him. I publicly shamed him on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Oh man, who the fuck are you? You got no Instagram followers. Okay, dude. So what I did was me and you had talked about this several months ago when I cut all of my Instagram followers, all of my Facebook followers. Me and Nick have done this show. I would say he's called in at least 150, 180 times. Right? I'm not on his Instagram. He don't follow me on my Instagram because it don't make a difference to him if I'm there and it don't make a difference to me if he's there. This is where I care. So I post this clip, and like I said, I want to shame the guy. 
I said, you sitting there telling me about these fucking uh, followers on Instagram. But what about the 327,000 fucking downloads to the show? You got anything to say to that? Are those people don't care? So you should investigate before you talk out the side of your mouth, stupid. Now, if I had uh, 450 fucking listeners over the course of three years, you can say something. See, but people see numbers. And just because that kid got 10,000 followers on Instagram don't mean shit. He might follow 70,000 people to get the 10. Yep. Or he's following every celebrity known to man. I follow exactly, I will tell you how many celebrities on all of my social media. Zero. Because I don't give a fuck what they got to say. I am to the point now. And I've always been there. Celebrities are human beings also. They are real people. They have to go to the bathroom. They have to eat. They sneeze. They get diarrhea. They pre-majaculate. Uh, you know, sometimes they get up in the woman and it ain't, they don't last long. <laughs> Just like every fucking normal human being. They get drunk. They do stupid shit. They do intelligent shit. I respect people for their talent. Not their placement in society. I will respect the shit out of your talent and can literally not respect you because I don't know you. So why should I respect you just because you, you know, so I'm supposed to respect Kim Kardashian just because she has uh, 40 million followers? What has she done to make me respect her? That's where it comes. But I, I, I view life and things different than most people. Well, first of all, I wouldn't be strange if I didn't. If I was normal, how the fuck am I going to be strange at the same time? <laughs> it's impossible. It's, it's literally impossible. So I've been thinking a lot about the, the situation, and I don't know why this has been on my mind, man. I, I guess I had, like, a really freaky week, uh, Ned. And I've been thinking about, like, God, God, God. See, I'm a person who's read the Bible. I've studied the Bible, went to school to study religion. And I've come to my own personal conclusion. And I probably change again at some point. Not like, you know, God, like people think of God. But I think of God in, like, peace. Like, I've had a life that's been a lot easier, even coming from where I come from, Bed-Stuy, Broken shit all around me. Everything around me broken. Uh, fucking uh, abandoned buildings, drugs, next door neighbors, back and forth to prisons. I've avoided the jails. I've avoided the drugs. I've avoided ever even really catching a thorough ass kicking in my whole life. Because I guess I've always just been like, you know, some people say, oh, I hear the voice of God. no. I think that's you're saying to everybody you're psychotic. God doesn't speak to humans in a human voice. So in a sick way, I've always been protected. I mean, I've just been lucky enough to be protected. I've done a lot of horrible shit, man, and I shouldn't have been protected for it. But stuff that I should have gotten in trouble for, that I didn't even get called on the carpet. Didn't even get called on the carpet. So I, I consider my life a blessed life. I mean, I'm a dude at 43 years old, retired. Most people can't do that. Most people can't do that. And I did it without being rich. 
But I also did it where I never had to worry about eating. I never worried about eating. I never worried about clothes. I never worried about if I need a new car. I never worried about a roof over my head. I had a lot of things that other people worry about. I just never worried about. It seemed like shit always falls in line for me. So I guess in a way I'm blessed. You know, and, and the things that I don't have, I don't cry over. I think that's my biggest thing. I don't cry over shit I don't have. And I also don't ask for the world. I never I never look at this. I never tried to make this higher power some kind of uh, ATM machine. Oh, man, I did all the wrong things. I have no money to pay my rent. Please, God, send me money. Oh, oh yeah. God has PayPal. You know, so I, I leave stuff like that alone. You know, listen, I got to ask you something. You are you are a Harlem boy. And don't take the boy part as a insult. You know what I mean? <laughs> I say that with all respect. I've been watching a lot of TV. So I watched this documentary called 50 hashtag 50 Ruckers. Have you ever been to Ruckers? Yeah, I've been to Ruckers, but not. Uh, during like the summer games, because the security was way too high for uh, my anxiety, so I never went to the summer games. Okay, because I, I ha- that was going to be my second thing. How the hell can a Harlem cat not go to Rutgers when we used to travel from Brooklyn to go to Rutgers? But this is maybe the worst documentary ever made. <laughs> uh, I thought it was going to be about, like, Halcombe Rucker and Rucker Park and basketball. And some way or another, they made Rucker Park seem like it was the epicenter of the civil rights movement. And I was like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> they say you can make a documentary and put your put your uh, point of view in, in there at any point in time. Yeah, my, my wife asked me at the end of the documentary, who was this fucking company that gave them these awards? Because you show, they show all those banners on Netflix, won the winner of the blah, blah, blah award and the blah. And she was like, who? Did they make up the award also? Because this shit, we were sitting there going, this is garbage. We understand it's basketball. And we're New Yorkers. New Yorkers also understand that street basketball is involved with a lot of gangster shit, especially after this. Like the crack era. You know, when Fat Joe was one of the owners and a coach, that shit is no social uh, justice league. <laughs> you know, so cut it out. That, that that shit was horrible, man. So I do not recommend that. Now, I, I, I joined a group. Uh, I'm not going to name this group. I, well, I actually joined two groups. One, I joined uh, a golf group, a black golf group, right? My very first post that I put in there was censored. I left that group within two seconds. And it was the simplest thing. Young lady asked about a golf tattoo. And I was like, oh, man. I got a, you know, I got a load of tattoos. I never thought of getting a golf tattoo. That's irrelevant. And you shouldn't post things like that. I was like, okay, goodbye. I was like, what, did, what harm was that? What harm did I... Did I, do you think I was out of place just saying? And I'm telling you, was that innocent? Yeah, that's crazy. She, she was the administrator. Then before I left, another guy posted, my skin's too beautiful to get a, a tattoo. Oh, 
irrelevant. Shouldn't post that. I was like, okay, I'm out. So after that, I find this other golf group. Seem to be super nice people. Uh, informative, helpful, funny. I won't say their names because I don't feel right actually saying their names because I don't know if I should or not. But they've been very nice. They've been very helpful. And I appreciate them. Uh, to see so many black people enjoying themselves golfing. When I came from where I came from and people treated golf like it was such a dirty word to say. Like if saying golf net was a dirty thing to say to somebody, I, I, I don't understand it. So to see these progressive black people getting together, doing their thing, I love it because in a way it's, I'm vicariously living through them because I, in all these years that I've been golfing, I've been golfing for close to 30 years. You know, I've never golfed with a black person ever. Oh, wow. And to me, that's, it, that makes me a little sad. Because I could never convince a brother, a friend, a cousin, an uncle, a co-worker just to go to the golf course. And that shit doesn't make sense. Now, to the basketball court, yeah. Bowling, which I don't give a fuck about, yeah. Go to the movies, yeah. Go to the club, yeah. Golf course, I might as well tell them I want to stick a golf club in their ass. Yeah, because I think golf and, like, soccer was foreign to most of us growing up. So a lot of people never took to it. And I think they took to the, take the things like bowling because it was a cheap way for families to go out and do something together. When you go out and spend $3 for a game for uh, your whole family, I, I, I basically think that we, became, we become accustomed to doing things that we know about and shy away from things that we either don't know about or may not have any interest in it. Which is crazy. That's true. You should just try anything. Because think about it, tennis wasn't popular, and now I go out in Harlem and I see a lot of black kids playing tennis now. Yes, you know what? Thank the Serena and Venus Williams of the world. And I, even though I'm not going to talk about this. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it is the easiest way to make a podcast. Well, let me explain. It is free, people. They have creative tools that would allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you, which will make your life a lot easier. And this way it can be heard on Spotify, Apple, and many other apps that play podcasts. You can also make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. Just go to the free Anchor app, or go to anchor.fm online to get started, and you can thank me later. This man politically, because this should just line me right up for Tiger, and I'm going to get into it. Tiger has done for golf, black golf, what no person other than Tiger Woods could have done. He had to be as great as he was. That being said, I love Tiger Woods' game. At one point, Tiger Woods was the shit. I mean, he, I watched him religiously. He fascinated me. He made me excited. I was playing golf before I knew uh, Elbridge, Elbridge Tiger Woods. So I can't say he got me on a golf course. But he got, I would say, tens of thousands of other black people to say, I'll give it a try. 
So I'm going to tell this story and I'm going to keep it brief because I'm going to put this on my Facebook and maybe I'll actually even put it on that uh, page. So I'm working at 30 Rock. At this time, I'm working at 30 Rock. I'm a big little man. I'm about 250. My biceps about 19 and a half inches. I'm powerlifting. I'm benching about 414 was my max. I'm wearing a fucking size 50 regular jacket. So that lets you know I'm a big guy, right? I'm leaving this building. We have three exits. We have the main exit that goes to the skating ring. We have the other side exit that goes to this uh, auction house. I forget the name of this auction house. And then there's this other exit that goes to uh, right across the street from Radio City Music Hall. So as I'm getting ready to leave the exit going towards Radio City, I hear this loud scream. People are going crazy. Wah, wah. I look up. And it's fucking Tiger Woods. Tiger, now, this is a turnstile, people. For people not in New York, a turnstile is just, just a door with these three little slots in it. Tiger doesn't hop into the slot that's empty. He hops into the same slot I am. As I'm exiting, he's pushing me back inside the fucking building. So here's the thing. Here's the onion I said. And this is the part that disturbed me. I have, I am so glad I was not taller. Because if I was taller, me and Tiger Woods would have been penis to penis. And thank God I'm short. Now, he's about 6'1". I'm saying he's about 6'1", about 185 pounds. He's pretty solid. This is 2008. He just won the U.S. Open, right? <laughs> but he yeah. caught me. And the reason I gave my size is, because I should be able to throw a 185-pound man around. But the dude caught me on my heels, so he backed me up. And this fucking dude, right? Tiger put his... This is the part that got me. It's it like came back to memory like an abused child. He put his fucking head, his chin on the top of my head. And I was like, this fucking dude, I cannot believe Tiger Woods just put his fucking chin on the top of my head. So I go, hey, Tiger. And see, here's the bad part. And this is why I can never root for him again. I go, hey, Tiger, what's going on? You know this fucking guy ignored me with his head on my, I mean, his chin on the top of my head. So we go through. His security finally catches us. And his security pushes me out the other way. I hadn't done nothing but went to work, was leaving my work building. And I leave the building. I stand in front. And now people are coming up to me. Like a door I touched Jesus. I was like, I'm in shock. I'm standing there in fucking total shock with this Tiger Woods situation going, what the hell is going on? Who is this? Who we got Good morning, from? this is Bones. Bones, what's going on? What up, Bones? Good, good. How you doing, um, that boy? <laughs> Nick, can you hear him? Hello? Yeah, I can hear y'all now. Now, like I said, that was the uh, onion part that, that peeled. And it was like going through therapy. Now, I'm going to say something now. I love my wife to death, and I know my wife loves me. But she didn't comfort me. I was, I became greatly sad when I thought about him with his chin on the top of my head like I was a little boy. I was like this motherfucker. But I couldn't. He caught me on my heels, so I had no momentum. No momentum at all. So I couldn't push him in the other direction. And you know what? I will give him credit. 
He six one one eighty five, but that motherfucker was strong. That was a strong wiry man. I was like, hey, somebody's got feedback. Who who's one of our head? Okay, you can't mess up my story. I want to post this. And uh, you know, that was it. That's 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 my Tiger Woods story, and I ain't telling it again. But see, some people, like I said, I joined this new group and all these guys seem to be big Tiger fans. And I was like, you know what? I'm not going to say anything negative about Tiger, but I do have a story, a personal story. And so that's why I feel the way I do about him. He treated me like I didn't exist. He treated me as though I did not exist. And I was, I mean, damn, we couldn't have been no... Can't even you can't. There's no move. There's no room for no one to move. I'm like, how do you get ignored that way? And I'm I'm audibleizing. I'm saying in English, Tiger, how you doing? That's all I said. And this fucking guy just ignored me. I mean, I was like, you know what? I guess it's from years of practice walking those galleries, galleries, and being able to ignore people. But how could you ignore somebody that? You know what? I should have fought it like a motherfucker. That's what I should have did. I should have fought it on cue and just said, you know what? Tiger, take this, you bitch. But I didn't do it. And I, I, I fought myself for not doing it. I should have belts, fought it, coughed something. But you know what? I'm a human being. And that's but why I didn't do it. You should have picked your head up to, to make him bite his tongue. But you know what? I didn't, in no way, shape, or form did I want to bring him any harm. But I thought he at least was going to say, what's up, man? I think he owed me. The man gave me the walk of shame. He gave me the fucking walk of shame. You know? And did I leave Tiger and run into another dickhead, Daryl Strawberry, down the block? So it, it, it was, it was, that was uh, quite an afternoon. Quite an afternoon. You know? I got I got one for you guys. Y'all both should watch uh, a kid from Coney Island. It's on Netflix. It's about yeah, I saw um, the preview. I just think I just think um, turn it on. It's a good one. It's about Steph Marbury. Uh, it's quite interesting. Uh, and I I will give Steph Marbury credit. Being a producer of his own documentary to show his own dirt, I thought that was pretty cool. He didn't back away from the Vaseline and going crazy on the internet. He embraced it. He put it in there. And that just sounds so weird. <laughs> listen, if, if if you see us Brooklynites, man, we're very proud of Steph. And and from where he came, I'm talking about at that point, because he was pretty low. Yeah. He to where he is right now today, he's a fully developed man, and I respect that. I, I got nothing but respect for that. So I'm 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 happy I'm happy for him. China was good to him. China was Wait, really good. Is he still good. playing in China? No, no, he's now a coach. He finally retired. Okay. But the man is 43 years old. Man, I didn't stop Vince Carter. Well, you know what, Vince? Vince really wasn't Vince for like maybe four or five years. He was <laughs> collecting a salary. And if it wasn't for COVID-19, his ass would be on the team this year anyway, I think. You know. I um I think the NBA is in trouble. Uh you had these two knuckleheads, Rashawn Holmes and uh Bruno uh Talbico. They both broke broke curfew. 
I don't think they're going to be the only ones. I mean, quarantine, curfew, quarantine. I, who, I don't. I don't who name? Rashad Holmes. He plays for the Kings, and this Bruno Calibro, Calico. He plays for the Houston Rockets. You know, so the bench plays gonna mess it up for everybody. Yeah, and then you had uh, Dwight Howard posting nine million videos with no fucking mask. He's in people's faces. I mean, insensitive, man. Just being insensitive to other human beings. Oh, no, I don't see what the problem is. I mean, and then his comeback to that was ridiculous. I don't see what the problem is because everybody here is uh, tested. Yeah. You know. It's like when I watch the UFC. I'm like, uh, everyone has a mask on except like Dana. And I'm like, like, what's the point? As a matter of fact, I'm I'm going to watch uh the UFC was on last night. They had a card Wednesday that was all right. There's another card next Saturday. So Fight Island has been hit and miss. I'm hoping the the fights from last night were good. I haven't seen them, but I will see them today. No. No, we didn't talk about last week, but did you watch that Van Zant fight? Yes, I did. And uh Paige Van Zant is uh, bordering on the end of her career. Yeah. Uh, I love Rose Namajunas. I thought yeah. that Rose brought it. I One thing that I love from a woman, and I don't really get to see that a lot in female fighters, is I love women who can use their hands. Listen, I watched this other program on Netflix. I'm going to come back to that, called Losers. And one of the stories was about a New York guy named Michael Bent, who was a boxer. And he never knew why he was a boxer. And it made me think, you know, I boxed for a few years. I boxed for like three years. And I didn't understand why I boxed. But once I got caught up into it, I continued until one day I said, no more. I can't. I don't want to do this shit no more. It wasn't because somebody thoroughly kicked my ass or anything. I had a very good record. But... Usually people who box come from a certain mindset and it's the lowest of the low, you know, like the Mike Tyson stories. Most boxers got that story, like nothing, literally nothing, nothing to look forward to, no dreams, no aspirations and not too bright. And I'm, I wasn't any of those things. And I don't even understand why I did it, but I did it. And the first time I did it, I was like, what the fuck? Am I? Every time I got in the ring, I asked myself, what the fuck am I doing in here? What? Literally, why am I in here? Why am I taking a chance of somebody embarrassing me by knocking me out? But I would have to do what I had to do. You know? So I would say, but a woman who can use her hands, and I'm talking about really use her hands, like J.J. Check and uh, Yamanudas. That that's a special sight to behold, man. When somebody can go hip to head and everything in between, man, that is beautiful. Because boxing is a science. I, I would advise anybody that got boys teach the motherfuckers how to box. These kids don't know how to throw a proper punch, man. And you know what? You ever get in a really bad tight situation? It ain't gonna go to a weapon. It's going to go to can you use your hands? Because the dude who could use his hands will always beat the dude with the weapon if he's in close corners. Always. 
you know, everybody is not going to have a shank. But if you put two motherfuckers in a phone book, phone booth, who's going to get out? The guy who knows how to fight in the phone booth. As a matter of fact, I don't think it's bad teaching a female. Because you know what? She might have a fucked up boyfriend. And her being able to throw a two-piece on him might change his mind about acting stupid that day. So I'm, I'm a big proponent of teaching, but not allowing them to go any further than that. You know? So my boy Trump, 193 golf trips in 258 days. Damn. Now that's the life. That's the life, man. That's just not giving a fuck. Obama was golfing too much. I mean, do you know that if the average man who just had a wife or children golfed 193 times in 258 days, he don't give a fuck about his family? (laughs) I'm sorry. I love golf. How could you care about anything doing that? That's just time consuming. We're talking rounds of three, four, five hours. It depends. No, man. You can't. Nobody has that, that kind of time. Nobody. So, Boons, how are things in your world? Things are good. Can't complain. Can't complain at all. Um, the weather is great today. Supposed to have a heat wave. And, um, you know, these kids got something to keep themselves occupied. We got an in-ground pool. And uh, things is good. Man, we, uh, it's been a struggle. This weather has been uh, death-defying for days, man. Heat index, like, one and change. I can't do anything outside, really. I mean, this shit's not for me, man. It's just not for me. And, I, matter of fact, I talked to Ned about this. Well, kind of asked him. I did something. I've had a PlayStation sitting in my house now for, I'll say, five years. I have never even plugged the shit up. So I decided this week to plug up. My PlayStation 3. I know that shit probably sound like a dinosaur to you people out there, but that's what I have, a fucking PlayStation 3. So I get this PlayStation 3. So I reboot it back to uh, factory. Ten fucking hours. That is insane. Yeah. Ten hours, yeah, you right? waited too long. <laughs> so now I have this PlayStation 3 that's now re-updated. I don't want it. I don't want it. <laughs> I don't want it at all. I don't know how to sell it. I'm too ashamed to walk in a pawn shop. My my pride won't even let me go into a pawn shop because to me, I equate that with, oh, God, he's got a drug problem. He's an alcoholic. He's a fucking bum. Not that there's anything wrong with going to a pawn shop. I just can't. My pride won't let me. So now I got to figure out how the fuck to get rid of this PlayStation 3. And I see online they still go for decent money. I mean, this thing is in brand new shape. Not, not a scratch, not a mark, nothing on it. I got that, you know, shock uh, thing. And see, that's yeah. what screwed up my computer. I had to switch it to uh, wireless. And when I switched it to wireless, it changes your whole Bluetooth system inside of Windows. And I was like, oh, man, then I had to rebuild all that up. Now, can I play PlayStation 3 without all the online bullshit? I mean, because I have games. Can I just play games without going through yeah, all the other play, stuff? you can play games. You don't need to have an online account. Okay, then then maybe I'll keep it. 
Because you need to pay for an online account. So as long as you didn't pay for an online account, you're good. Okay. Because my thing is this, man. I if I could just play, I mean, think about this. I got old fucking games like NBA two fifteen. So it's not like I brought anything new or did anything. And my wife says she buys me all these toys. Like, I got a guitar. I play this guitar, man, maybe every three weeks and then put it away. And I've had it for two years. So that meant I've, I played this guitar maybe 20 times since I had it in two years. She's like, you always ask for this shit for your birthday. And then you just let it sit there like a child. I was like, come on, to a degree... That's what husbands are. We're grown fucking children who pay bills. You know? That, you know, we, we, we have sex and we pay bills. And, and if we're not a pain in the ass, that means that we're somebody else's pain in the ass. Just live with it. You know? So Zuckerberg's now attacking Trump, huh? I can't yeah, believe I it. Guess- I believe it now that everybody from his last output, everybody was like against Facebook. He know how to make that money. Yeah, people cancel Facebook. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't see it being. I don't see Facebook ever getting back the total popularity. I think people like the hit and run of Twitter and the hit and run kind of of Instagram, where you just put put your view out there. Most times, people don't even respond to it they might view it and stuff click the heart and move on you know i also think they lost some faith for the simple fact they privacy rules just they don't even abide by their own privacy rules it seems like yeah well i'll let them catch me i have totally went uh what you call underground i am fake everywhere known to man fake and these fucking companies think that you can't do it. It can be done. What I did was I thank you, Net. I thank you. I appreciate you from the bottom of my heart by telling me AOL still existed. Yeah. <laughs> what I did was I took AOL and I created a bogus-ass name and a bogus-ass email. And from AOL, that AOL account is now on all my accounts. I no longer have anything that links me back to the real who I am. Now, I'm sure some egghead can do it, but the average person couldn't do it. So now, I'm free to run around the room as much as I want because every time somebody emails me, it's to this other dude who don't even fucking exist. And if it wasn't for you, I wouldn't have had that. I didn't even know that AOL existed. I still have my AOL account. Still using oh, well. crappy promotion. That way, it's not bogging down my Gmail. See, my thing is this: being retired, I no longer am in need of a resume. I'm no longer in need of a LinkedIn. I'm no longer in need of any kind of networking, business-wise. So, as long as I'm using it just to shit around, to do a podcast and stuff like that, I could be that other guy. Because who I am really don't matter. The only thing that matters is my voice. That's the only thing that really matters is my voice. You know, now, even if I do business with somebody, I'm going to do business with somebody like Amazon. They get my real shit, you know, things like that. 
my mechanic would have my real email. But somebody that I'm dealing with on uh, a fucking YouTube, you don't need to know my name. Who the fuck? First of all, who the fuck is born Doc? But Facebook allows like, uh, me to right use now, that name. Some people got some weird names now, so I, I wouldn't be surprised if there's a Doc out there. Yeah, I'm just Doc M. That's it, man. You figure it out from there. You figure out who I am. That was one of the reasons when, I, when my last name changed. If you put in my current legal name, which has been that way for 10 years, I won't, call, I won't show up on anything because I never put my Link. new name on any – I never linked it to anything that I own other than like credit cards and bank accounts. That's it. Yeah, stuff that is super personal, like social media. I think we're supposed – I don't understand why everybody – I guess people is so important to be in contact with that dude you or that girl you went to high school with. And see, if you didn't care about those people that you knew 30 years ago – you wouldn't put your real name. You would put shit that you call yourself or the people that love you call you. If if everybody in your family calls you Juki, you could be Juki J and you could use Juki J everywhere. But the problem is the that fucking girl that you sat next to in junior high school who's fat now, got four kids and a husband, you want her to find you. So you put your God given name. And it's really asinine. There's no need to give social media your government name. I also don't like that they, a lot of sites now is asking for, like, to be verified. They want you to put in your cell phone number. And I'm like, I don't want to put in my cell phone number because I feel like the, the more places I write my cell phone number down, I'm, I, I'm starting to get more spam calls. And I'm like, man, this is annoying. So now I give the Google voice number. Yeah, I, I well, I don't have that. See, now you just maybe investigate something new. Now I'm going to find a Google voice number, and that's going to be my corresponding phone number to everything. Man, I wanted to take myself out the mix. I had people reaching out to me that I have literally not known since sixth grade. And I'm like, who has enough time in their life to go over 42 years of their life with somebody? Really? Oh, what did you do there? No, come on, man. Give me a motherfucking break. Can you do that? I'm not asking you a question. I don't need to know who you slept with. And what school you went to and where you work, because you know what? I got my own life to worry about. You know, I'm not nosy. I am not a nosy person. I, I won't ask too many personal questions. And I, I'm offended when other people do that shit to me. So I treat people like they treat me, how I would want to be treated. You know, I think it's very important. Now, I'm going to ask both of you this question. Do either one of you guys meditate? Uh, I tried. No, I, never I, don't, I don't think I. Yeah, I don't think I know how to do it right because it seems to never. It seems not to work for me. Okay, you're not giving it enough. You're not giving it enough chance. Uh, I okay. I, I explain this because I always put a twist on almost everything. Like I explained uh, religion, how I view religion. Meditation. I don't think that one. You need a guru. Two. I don't believe in a mantra. I am not going to repeat the same shit over and over and over again ad nauseum. Maybe because I tried that. That's the one I tried. No, I will not do that. I will not do that. I don't give a fuck. And first of all, most mantras are given to you, which means that you're giving somebody else the power of suggestion in your mind. I refuse to do that. I've been 
meditating now for over 20 years, twice a day, 20 minutes, twice a day, every day, no matter the circumstances. I think that shit has uh, actually silenced some things in my brain that needed to be silenced because I always am at, you know what, no matter how hectic the situation is, I always seem to be able to find some accord of peace. That's my, my, my two things I like in life the most. Peace and freedom. I don't like to be tethered to something. My wife's a different story. That's that's because I love her. But like I'm not tethered I'm not tethered to my family. There's nobody in my life that I can't say goodbye to. Nobody. I don't care how close they think they are to me, I could say goodbye to anybody. I've had people that I used to call brothers and we've been close for thirty years. No argument. Just one day I never spoke to them again. It's just that easy to me. 30 years, no fight. I have never broke up with a person due to a fight. I've always broke up with a person due to I am done. And it just happens instantly because I'm at peace with it. None of the guys from the neighborhood, I, Bones knows we're from the same neighborhood. None of those cats I ever fought with. None of them could ever say a bad word about me. It's just one day we stopped talking. It's just that simple. And and when I mean that, stop talking for me, that means I instantly delete all your your messages. I delete your email. I delete your phone number. So I am left where I can't reach you if I wanted to. I put myself in that box. See, I'm willing to put myself in that box and say, you know what? Even if you fucked up, you can't fix it. <laughs> but I like that. I, I like that part of me. Because it allows people to be free from me also. I don't, it's not just me being free from them. It's them being free from me. Some people you have to release because you could tell they want to be let go. You know, you could tell by how they start treating you if they want to be let go by you. And I don't wait till it gets to the point that we got to hate each other. I, I'd rather say goodbye to a person while we still like each other. I think it's the easiest thing. But once again... I wouldn't be strange if I didn't think different than other people. You know, that's just the way it goes. But meditation helps me with that, man. You should, I'm not telling you to try it. Everything ain't for everybody. But I think that we should be still with our own minds. A couple of minutes every day. No distractions, no kids, no bills, no TV, no radio, no outside interference. Just you, yourself, and, I, and yourself. Deep thought. Go through your day, whatever, you know, go through tomorrow. Whatever you're going to do tomorrow, pre-think pre about it. Yeah, that was something that the elders always said. Be still. That's all you're doing. That's all you're doing. So, Being still. And when they were saying be still, their way was, in a, you know, for the faith that um, their thing was, you know, that God can speak through you if you could just be still. So your thoughts could be clearer and you could think about whatever task that you had to do at hand. Bones, if it's a religious experience, good. If it's a just a relaxing experience, good. I don't care. I think that it's just positive either way you look at it. I, I'm going to tell you something somebody told me a long time ago. 
We take for granted that we breathe all day long, but you don't deep breathe. Deep breathe is a whole. That's the only thing in meditation I would say. Learn to breathe. Actually, it'll help you with your bowels. Trust me. People that have gas all the time, it's because they always suck in oxygen. They don't breathe. There's a difference between sucking in air and breathing. So, man, try it one day for three minutes, just three minutes. And I ain't telling you to get in some crazy fucking position. I ain't saying do some yoga backwards dog shit. You can sit down in a chair with the lights off three minutes to be quiet. See, that's the thing. People overcomplicate everything, Matt. They overcomplicate shit. They overcomplicate it with tinging on tongs and lighting incense. And you got to be barefoot with one of your feet in a certain 30 degree angle. No, man, you got to do all of that shit. That's, that's what freedom is about. You make the rules. Nobody's going to tell me that I meditate wrong. Because I, I tell them to fuck themselves. Just like nobody's going to tell me that I golf wrong. My game is for me. It's not for you. It's for me. You know? That's just the way that goes. So the skins, man, when the fuck are they going to come down with this name? Uh, from what I was reading, it's a guy in D.C. that brought up a lot of the names and trademarked it. So they may be having trademark issues. The hoarder. You know what? He, he couldn't have brought every also, name in. Yeah, and then he sold merchandise for it, so they can't just take it away. He was actually pretty smart. I mean, a lot of money he spent, but goddamn. Then you know what? Sneak around his back door and figure out something he didn't think of. Got to be something he didn't think of. You know? We know it ain't going to be the Red Tail, so let's stop with that bullshit. They are not going to name the Washington football team after Black Fighter Squadron. It's not going to happen. So I don't fantasize about that. Actually, I have no good ideas. I just know that the name that they had was a very bad idea. It upset me my whole life. I don't think it's right. I don't really have that much a problem with the Indians. The Cleveland Indians, I don't see a lot of disrespect. The hell, the the baseball cap was off the chain disrespectful. But the Braves, the Chiefs, and the Indians, no, I don't see that. Shit, because if we didn't have a football team named the Indians, this country would forget they existed, to tell you the truth. And I think people should remember who they, they are. Have to change their name. No, I don't. You just make sure that you don't have paraphernalia that's, you know, derogatory towards them. And they both did. Atlanta, Atlanta Chief Wahoo was horrible. Was hor- that screaming Indian? That was horrible. That laughing Indian that they had on the Cleveland Indians hat was horrible. You know, you don't want to. Now, I tell you what, the Washington football team cannot be the monuments. Because some way or another, people would make that monument into like a dick mem, and it'd be the worst thing ever. You know, like the Lincoln Monument going through the through the hole on the old and ton. Yep. And so, you know, the internet never loses. They always win. Because when a celebrity gets in trouble, boy, you know, I never heard of this fucking Tory Lanes or whatever the hell his name is. 
But goddamn, man, when this guy got in trouble this week and they kept showing these little videos of him standing up and he was the same height as he was sitting down, I was like, that shit is hilarious. I mean, I never knew that dude was so little because I don't know him. I actually do not know him. But the Internet never loses, man. I mean, you know, you fuck up and you do something that somebody think is a coon. And all of a sudden you got all those pictures of Samuel Jackson hugging uh, Leo DiCaprio on your site. Because <laughs> I'm going to tell you now, guys, I told I told Net this bone. These fucking people calling me a coon this week uh, couldn't be more upset. Could not be more upset because I was like, there's nothing that we do here that puts us in a position to sound, act, or even resemble anything coonery. You know what I mean? Actually, I think Strange Talk with Doc, Netboy when he calls in, Bones when he calls in, I think we're pro-black as a motherfucker. I th- I would think it's more more shaky for a white person to listen to us than anybody. Would you agree on my face? No, I agree. Wholeheartedly. Okay. So this is a pro black show. I mean, are we gonna big up some black shit that don't make sense? No, I know I'm not. I expect these men to speak their truth and their truth is their truth. You know? And and that's just the way that shit goes, man. But it's it, it, it's crazy. We we live in a crazy time. And Ned, I apologize to you. I have to apologize. I told you to watch The Shy last week, and it had their worst fucking episode. <laughs> I gotta go back to season one. I haven't watched the season one, so okay. After I now, finish this Hannah show, I'm gonna jump on The Shy. But uh, I I definitely say watch uh black monday that ended crazy that just insane i like i like don cheeto a lot and don cheeto is nothing but funny in this show he's uh yeah, i like he makes, and i feel like he doesn't get the respect he deserves as acting wise he's always good in this at least the show the the, the movies i've seen shows but he, you know where he gets his respect he's a black actor who always has a job always has a job think about it he went from that other showtime show to another showtime show no gap in between plus he's up in the marvel universe yeah so he he's not one of those black guys that's worried about employment and see i think i think it's fucked up man this is how bad it is in society do you constantly work and do what you want to do and make money or get a lot of respect and get ignored so it's like almost a double-edged sword for black actors. Because, shit, when's the last time we actually seen Morgan do anything worth a damn? Anything worth a damn other than voice work? Because now he has to be the old black comedian that's like the old man dying movies. And, and I can't watch those. Every movie is old men doing bucket list shit. That's his last three movies. Old men doing bucket list shit. And he's no, no more, longer. No more Joe Clark. No, man. He can't even be the disciplinary grandfather. I mean, goddamn, somebody's got to need a hard, stern discipline. Wouldn't he be great, like, on a season of uh, This Is Us? Shit. Just out of the blue, he's a long-lost father? <laughs> you know. I mean, especially with Morgan's voice. Morgan can read the phone book and you'd be interested, you know. 
It's just the way it goes with him. This fucking, uh, I, I don't know if you heard this clip. There's this guy, Mo Kelly, right? He had Roger Stone on yesterday. And Roger Stone and him are going back and forth with this conversation. And then he gives the nigga light comment. I can't believe I'm arguing with this Negro. I mean. Wait, who said that? Roger Stone. Oh, I no. can't believe I'm arguing with this Negro. Who in 2020 is calling black people Negroes? We know that's nothing but the N-word like on a vegan diet. It's the same fucking thing. Just You just do a little bit more white paint on it, man. Don't call me any of those things. None of those things. You meet me, you better call me by my fucking name or you're going to get handled. And I, that's not a joke. And we need to kill that word. We need to kill it dead. We, we got the perfect opportunity to kill it dead. Hey, man, we got a, a young lady we should be proud of. Madeline Swiggle. She's a lieutenant junior grade. She is the very first black female Navy fighter pilot. So I... Congratulations to you, Lieutenant. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I think that's beautiful. And remember we was talking about this clown last week. Tucker Carlson, because he can't speak for himself and he's such a puppet, he decides to take vacation because that writer was had to resign. So he has nothing to say. And now all of a sudden, oh, man, this was a long planned re- vacation. I got to get out of here. No, you don't. You had nothing to say. Unless it was fed to you, and now you got nobody to feed you for a while, so vacation time. You know. Yeah, I guess. I guess. Well, I guess Nick Cannon had a long planned vacation too. Yeah, this is one I want to get to with you guys. Okay, right before we get out of here, the NBA, right? You know they approved all that stuff on the back of the jerseys. You know the players did not fight against that. Now, Jimmy Butler, I think, came up with a great idea. Jimmy Butler doesn't want to wear any name on the back of his jersey. He wants to be every man. I really applaud him for that. But here's my problem. Do you know that the NBA players fought to have the pregame walk through the tunnels? Now, you know what I'm getting at. You know the fashion show that they put on before every oh, game? Yeah, 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 yeah. They fought for that. They demanded that. They did not fight for the social justice message. It was more important for them to make sure that they could walk in their designer clothes. Because remember, the league last week told them that they had to come to the games dressed. And they was like, we're not going to play unless we can wear our clothes to the locker room. I can't even fucking believe this. These guys want to come off as social justice heroes and they fought to wear their designer clothes when nobody could see them but us on TV. You got any opinions on that? And you're in the bubble, so what are you getting dressed for? Yeah. Isn't it amazing? They show all these guys showing up like they have one little bag. Now that means they got trunks of clothes coming. Do you think I'm petty to think that they're petty? I, even when looking at their videos where they post in like the rooms and stuff, I'm like, okay, it's a regular fucking hotel room, dude. Yeah, but not regular for them. But watch, 
this thing kicks back off on the 30th or whatever, you'll see them come through with their pants rolled up, with their little sneakers and their jewelry, and they'll be dressing like they're outside because they fought hard as hell for this. And I, I wonder I think if some of them get sponsoring from that. Like, oh, I'm but wearing you, Gucci, so Gucci's lacing my pockets. Yes, but you know what? I don't know, man. When How much is enough? I guess enough is never enough. I mean, when, you, when you're a guy who's making $23 million a year, you have a sneaker deal. You have these outside deals. You have commercials. So you're having a $70 million per year, and you're going to have this for maybe the next six, seven years. We're talking hundreds of millions of dollars. You can't turn down a $1 million deal just to wear somebody's socks. But see, I'm not in that position, so I don't know. I mean, I'm I'm sitting back in judgment because I'm not in that position. And and I understand that, that that's, that's a rough... Nobody wants to turn down big money. It's easy to turn down little money. And you're right, Nick. Big money... You damn right they're being sponsored by that jean jacket or pants. Or, you think all these guys want to wear these clowny ass tight pants? No, but somebody's like, paying them to do it. Yeah, I mean, think about some of the shit Russell wears. Some of the shit that Russell wears. You can't wear that again, and you can't wear I it saw, anywhere, I, really. I, I saw Russell on the Vegas strip, and he was dressed just like that. So I think that's just his style. <laughs> well, okay. Well, you know what? I'm going to sit here as an in, uninformed idiot and I'm going to apologize to the ghost of Russell Westbrook because I did not know what I speak of. See, yeah, that's when you apologize and you be sincere. Yeah, he wears some weird stuff, man. He, he's like the Cam Newton of the NBA, I guess. Yeah, yeah. You know what? Uh, Mr. Harding is out there too with his wardrobe. But there's a bunch of them. There's a bunch of them. But damn, man. I think you're right. The Mount Rushmore is Cam and uh, Russ. That's the Mount Rushmore. And then I guess A.B. would be honorable mention when he was playing football, Antonio Brown. Oh, yeah. You think he'll be back? Uh, you know what? That's a hard one. That is, First of all, we got to get football rolling before we could even guess if he'll be back or not. But with the talent that he's got, he's still got a little bit of age on his side. I, I see him suiting up for somebody, maybe not the 2020, but 21. If he if he has no more incidents, no incidents whatsoever, I think that he can get in on a team. But I, you know, I I wish Nick, I wish Nick Cannon the best this week. I see he didn't. I thought he was going to break the world record of losing three jobs in one day, but the mass singer kept him. So he That's only on lost Fox, two. Bro. You got to do a lot to get canceled by Fox. Yes, you have to punch a Trump in the face and piss on him. <laughs> and he didn't do that. So he just, you know, he just said some stupid shit. So you can get a a, a freebie. But I thought he was going to break the record of the three jobs lost. A lot of people have lost two jobs in a day. That has happened. But three. But they did push I, his. Um, they say quotation marks delayed his talk show back. So. It's not it's not airing in the fall anymore, so I don't know if that means suspended until further notice. But you that, know what? Uh, network television. What happens is this: we all know. Okay, tomorrow is Monday, July twentieth, twenty twenty. Between 
Monday and Friday, there'll be somebody that will push all of these people out of the public eye, and it'll be a brand new imbecile, a brand new person. Yeah, definitely. Look, and two now, weeks ago, Will Smith was getting dragged, and now it's Nick Cannon, so. Yeah, it was Will Smith, Nick Cannon, then you had Terry Crews. Oh, ter- I, well, Terry Crews steps in it every week, because he just got, he wants to defund Pornhub. I'm like, what the fuck? Who's funding? I mean, first of all, I don't it's a privately even, owned company. Yeah, I, I've been trying to figure out now for ten years, not that it bothers me one way or the other. How does porno even make money? Who buys it? It's free. As far as I'm concerned, these people fuck for free now. I think what they do is, is they, it's like, it's like, well, at least with porno, I think it's, it's like Netflix for porn. So people will go in and pay their subscription and get to watch anything they want. Yeah, but you know what? If you're not a savage, some of these long clips should do it. Well, I think, Who the fuck uh, wants yeah. to watch a I whole two fucking hour movie? Yeah, I think they're savages. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, savages. Because <laughs> I don't need to see I don't need to see uh, the Godfather whole version of a porn movie. Like a yeah. three-hour flip. Come on, man. They watch it. They watch uh, it for the acting, the great acting. Yeah, Star Wars. You know how long a Star? Uh, no, one of those adventure films are, or uh, Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Lord of the Rings, the big bone. I mean, I'm gonna sit there. I'm gonna watch six hours of midget porn. Come on, man. I. You know what? I think I. I think I really need to lock myself up somewhere. I did watch one though. I, it was the most expensive porn ever ever made, and it was based off of Pirates of the Caribbean. Oh, I was God. like, I was, I was like, let me watch this to see what the hell this is about. You know, for they a guy, like, a, they had action scenes with sword fighting. I was like, oh, they tried. Okay, I know one thing, man. For a man who watches very little porn. My wife must think I watch a lot of porn. She asks me, you know what it is? Because we live different hours. I am up usually every morning by two o'clock in the morning. It's just who I am. And she'd be like, you're up those kind of hours and you never turn the TV on. You must be watching porn. I was like, I said this to you a million times, woman. You will never walk in your living room and see me on that big fucking TV watching porn. First of all, I do not want to see a vagina on a 55-inch screen, nor a penis on a 55-inch screen. I have better things to do with my mornings than watch porn all day. No, no, that's what you... I'll be like, you know what? You listen to too many other women, and this is obviously what their men are doing. I'm not that guy. Oh, hell no, man. A 55-inch screen in my living room? No. Especially since I have an extra bedroom that nobody lives in. Why would I go in there? That one only has a 39-inch TV. That that That's that's more size for porn. 55 and above. You, you're just a freaky, nasty motherfucker. What, do you got to see every hair, every bump? No, I don't want to see it. Like remember that a couple of months ago, the, when the teacher was doing a Zoom call and the kids could see that he had the tabs of like big old bitties. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, you know what? <laughs> Zoom, Zoom has screwed a lot of people up. Matter of fact, I was I was thinking about saying to myself one time, and I told you this last week. Should I do a show on Zoom? Then I I, I thought about that for like thirty seconds. It was like, no, man. 
Motherfuckers are pick apart everything they see. Everything they see. Oh, why is there a Bible in the background? Why is that there? No, you know what? I'm not letting you in my house. My doctor, right? And I'm going to say this is the last thing. My doctor keeps saying they want to do virtual uh, doctor's visits with me. I was like, that's for a psychiatrist. What are you going to do as a physical on a Zoom call but ask me questions? No, I'm not letting you in my house. That's why I see you in your office. I go to your office so you don't be in my house. You know? Who is this Betty Boop character? <laughs> hi. Hello. Just coming to say hi. Hey, how are you enough. this morning? All right, yourself. <laughs> awesome. Just seeing who's awake. Nobody else seems to be awake around here. No, no, no. Strange talk with Doc's awake every Sunday morning at 9 a.m. But we, Sarah, I think that's your name. It looks like that's what it says down there. We're ready that's my to, name. Okay, we're getting ready to bail out. I appreciate you dropping by. Okay. Every okay. Um, 9 o'clock Eastern time or? 9 o'clock <laughs> Eastern Standard Time. Okay. Every Sunday morning. It's only 9.30 here. Jeez. You're already bailing? <laughs> but I'm central no, time. No, well, so. we've, been, we've been here an uh, hour and 15 minutes. Okay. And we talk cool. about everything. We talk about everything. Trust me. Well, well gentlemen, good. Okay. Gentlemen, y'all got anything to say before we bail? No. Thanks for having me, bro. Hey, always. No, boy. Bones, be good, Thank brother. You. Yes, yes, it's hot. Stay very cool. Everybody stay safe. Well, this is Strange Talk with Doc, and I've been your host, Doc. Well, I am your host, Doc. And I'm going to tell you like I tell you each and every time. And you too, Sarah. Peace to you and peace to yours. Thank you. Peace, love, and happiness. Thank you, sister. Yep.